Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is The Pylon, an NFC North podcast, and we're recording this on Wednesday night, getting ready for the upcoming week three of the NFL season. I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions, and we're going to go around. So we got Kinger representing the pack. Gentlemen, good to be back again. Then we got Barney representing the Bears. Bear down, fellas. And then we got Remy representing the Vikings. Hopefully you're in a better mood this tonight, Remy. Don't stop believing, baby. Skull with the bowl. <laughs> there it is. There it is, baby. All right. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe a couple days for you to cool off there, Remy, or uh, just get, you know, or I think you, you said you had some good sushi tonight. Maybe you're just in a good mood. Uh, but we'll see how the rest of this uh, podcast goes for you here. So we're going to be previewing. <laughs> we're going to be previewing week three um, of the NFL season, and again, the Bears and Packers at two and zero, so the top of the division, and the Lions at a familiar place at the bottom, and then at zero and two, and then the Vikings also sit at zero and two right now. Um, but before we get into previewing these games, I, we want to go around really quick. And just get an injury update for all our teams. Uh, so, Kinger, can you start us with the pack? And is there many updates uh, this week or heading into week three? Yeah. Um, so, the Packers um, are still dealing with, obviously, the number one main concern and and the area which everyone's looking at week two is, is Kenny Clark. Um, still no practice for him today. Still working in that rehab group. Um, so, will be interesting to see what happens here. But I'm trying. I'm guessing that we're trending towards no Kenny Clark here in week three. Um, Devontae did not practice um, either today. They're saying he's got a hamstring injury again. I don't think it's going to be too serious, but uh, we're probably 50-50 on him as well. Um, the good news is is our tight end, our rookie tight end, Josiah DeGuar, returned to practice today after having a pretty solid performance in week one, missing week two with a shin ankle injury. He's back, and Lindsley practiced as well after spraining his thumb last week. So, um, obviously, two big names with Kenny and Devontae, but other than that, the Packers are pretty healthy heading into week three. All right. How about R- Remy uh, with the Vikings? Yeah, guys. Uh, well, more bad news out of Minnesota. Um, our injury report going into week three, Cam Dantzler obviously still on that injury report uh, with his ribs. Uh, he did not participate in practice all week. Added to the injury report is now starting cornerback, Mike Hughes with the neck injury and Viking fans, you got to remember when he hurt his neck uh, week 17 against the bears, meaningless game Vikings were already in the playoffs and he, he hurt his neck, which kept him out of the playoffs the whole time. So you got to be concerned that another starting corner is hurt with the same injury that lingered to keep him from the postseason last year. Uh, Third string running back, Mike Boone concussion. uh, He didn't practice. um, And then, Riley Reef, our tackle, uh, limited participation, um, ankle injury for him. And then we still got Daniil out for one more week on the IR. Uh, we hope he's back for week four. But our corners are already thin. They are, they are more yeah. thin than ever before. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? <laughs> well, well, hey, I think uh, I don't. I, Remy didn't hear the Anthony Barr update, right? Or you know, a torn pec muscle out for the season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out. He's out for the season. That's a that's a blow to the linebacker. For for some reason, I thought we talked about that Sunday night, but maybe we didn't. Um, 
Well, you you had mentioned that the early reports were a shoulder injury, so you know oh, I don't yeah. think there was too much cause of concern, right? Yeah, yeah. They they had, they had said sold shoulder injury, and then Monday came out and said it was a torn pec and that he's out for the season. So huge blow to the linebacking core. Uh, Eric Wilson now has to step up and be the second guy next to Kendricks. Uh, you got to think that they maybe give Kendricks Anthony Barr's captain position since Kendricks is one of the top. Uh, linebackers in football but yeah big blow Anthony Barr is a great pass rusher adversity man you gotta love it yeah absolutely so who um uh let's go let's rather let's go over to Chicago now Barney uh for us it's it's a relatively clean sheet this week um we had a couple guys uh Ted Ginn Jimmy Graham and Danny Trevathan have like veteran day off uh today but no injury to note. Um, John Jenkins, our backup D uh, tackle, he's used in ro- um, in rotation. He didn't practice today. Uh, he had a thumb injury. Uh, Khalil Mack was limited with his knee, but uh, he's assured everybody he's a full go um, this weekend. And, but some good news: uh, Robert Quinn practiced in full, uh, and it looks like you know he's. He's kicked the the training wheels off and he's ready to go. All right, that's a lot. Of, that's pretty good news with a when injuries are ravaging the entire NFL. The, the Bears seem to have relatively escaped it. It seems so far. Um, so uh, and then just going over to Detroit here, the list is much longer. Justin Coleman still remains on IR. So does our start le- starting left guard Joe Dahl. Um, so those names with. Withstanding, uh, we have Kenny Galladay actually returning to practice this week. He looks like he'll be ready to go for week three, barring any setbacks this week in practice. So that's a huge boost for our offense. Um, our third string tight end, Hunter Bryant, was practicing and limitedly. Our starting right tackle, Big V, or Hala Vatai, uh, was also limited. Nick Williams, our starting D tackle, also limited practice. So hopefully we can get Big V back at right tackle. And we need every D lineman possible uh, at this point after seeing them not stop the run last week against Green Bay. So Nick Williams, we could really use back. Desmond Trufant, still not back. Um, It does not look like he will be starting. So Jeff Okuda will get his second NFL start. And this time it's against Kyler Murray. (laughs) But we'll get into that a little bit later in this uh, podcast. So that's the injury update. But let's move on to now previewing um, week three of the NFL season, and we're just going to go in order from these games from noon to the late night one. And so let's start at the noon game, and we're going to start with you, Barney. The Chicago Bears send that 2-0, and traveling to Atlanta. And uh, what's what's the line on this game, uh, Barney? Uh, the line right now is at four. Um, I, uh, I'm i pretty confident. The, bear, the, bear, the Bears, Bears are, are underdogs. Underdogs, right? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, Bears are underdogs oh, wow. at uh, at Atlanta. Uh, How do you feel? Should the Bears is that is that just justified or unjustified? Uh, I mean, it's fine. I don't think the Bears in their victories did anything, you know, convincing that they you know should be a clear favor or or anything like that. And it's a home game for them, so uh, I I think it's a little high to be honest. Um, I I think the Bears are the better team. Um, hmm. I, I I I would expect the Bears especially with the way that the injuries have played out right now. Uh, like I said, we're relatively clean, but uh, the Falcons seem to be struggling in that department. Um, right now they have three of their starting DBs out. 
uh, with a foot, hip, and an elbow injury. Julio Jones right now uh, tweaked his ham- hamstring. Um, you know, you got both their edge rushers, Tech McKinley and Dante Fowler, uh, having injuries. They didn't practice today. Uh, and both their tackles, uh, Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry, um, look to be out for these for this game as well. So really beat up. All those guys that I mentioned uh, didn't practice uh, I'm not saying that they all won't play. I'm sure, you know, some of them will be a game time decision and whatnot. Uh, but relatively, I mean, that's that's a pretty beat up team right now. We're talking about nine guys that are starting um, that might not be out there. So, uh, you know, and, and, and honestly, them coming off that game versus Dallas, uh, very unimpressive game. Uh, I went back and watched it. I know there was a lot of points. They lost uh 39 to 38 or 40 to 39. 40 to 39. Yeah. A wild onside kick. uh, But they scored 20 of their points in the first quarter. And the reason why I say it was unimpressive is because Dallas turned the ball over three times in that first quarter on in their own territory. And then uh, they did a fake punt on like their own 25 and failed that. So, uh, you know, the game should have like – had had they been a better team, I, I think their defense really struggles. I think their offense is something to definitely worry about, even with Julio Jones out, if he doesn't play, because Calvin Ridley's just a monster. Um, yeah, he's really good. But I, I I don't know. I like our chances here. Um, just a beat up team, a team that lacks leadership on defense. Uh, you know, this is this is the kind of circumstances that'll allow a very good offense like that. Uh, to maybe be stifled with their hardest uh, defensive um, opponent so far in, in, in this short season. Kinger. Yeah, I think that heading into this week, I think you really just set the stage well. This this has got to be a big week for Mitch, right? Um, you know, that all those injuries you just mentioned, the Falcons coming off really a deflating loss last week to Dallas, just blowing it at the end. Um uh, in the dome, inside, with against a obviously a very shaky Atlanta defense. So this has got to this has got to be Mitch's time as a Bears fan. The Bears, you got to be looking for him to really step up and show that um, you know there's the offense is going to continue to trend in a positive direction. Right, right, and and uh, you know it's not a tall task, um, you know, ahead for somebody that wants the starting position and believes he should be the guy. Um, it, I, like I said, they got to. Quality offense, uh, and this is a good team. They 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 are pretty awful right now on defense, uh, and so you know take that kind of uh, size of your opponent, and it's got to be a game that that Mitch Trubisky, um, you know, takes to his own. Uh, just he's he's got to go out there yeah. and play. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. It's definitely a good opportunity for Mitch Trubisky to uh, shine offensively. But- one of the more interesting matchups I, I'm going to look for in this one, Barney, at least, is um, who Jalen Johnson matches up with. He, he's a rookie cornerback, and he's graded out, I think, as a top five cornerback for PFF right now. Uh, I think that's always more of a product of the Bears' pass rush than it is the cornerback, but I mean, he's done a good job. Uh, he played right. in the Bear- Lions game. But um, w- if Julio plays or uh, if he's matched up with Calvin Ridley, I think that'll be really something to watch. Cause I think th- those will be – if he faces one of those two, that'll be the best wide receiver he's faced so far this year, and it gets a much better offensive line. So and he'll have to prove himself a little more. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I just want to highlight somebody that I don't think gets a lot of credit around the league. Uh, Kyle Fuller, he uh, 
I don't even think he's given up a reception yet this year. Um, he's, I think, the number one corner in, in the league, uh, PFF graded, or, or at least close to there. But, um, you know, he's just doing an outstanding job, has an interception. Uh, but but like you said, uh, Jalen Johnson, this will be a big task, whether or not Julio's out there, because who they're going to line up really just goes with uh, the scheme that that Dan Quinn rolls with, uh, because we don't, we don't have traveling corners. They, they play their sides. And, uh, so whoever the hell they're going to match up with is where, you know, the, the Falcons line up. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be definitely, uh, interesting, uh, gauge. I don't, I don't even know who that guy is, but apparently he's, uh, you know, stepped into that wide receiver three, uh, shoes and, and has done a great job. So, I mean, this offense is tough. They got Gurley. Um, you know, I think the the way to beat these guys is make sure that that running attack attack can't uh, get get rolling. Um, if we can stifle that, and like I said, with with what's showing right now is both their tackles out. That's it's a big day for Akeem Hicks, for Khalil Mack, for Robert Quinn. Um, if we can, you know, force them to have to throw. Uh, and disrupt their timing. Um, you know, it, then yep. then it's up to Mitch to just make sure we score more points than the other than than the Falcons. And Barney, I have the PFF rankings up right now. Uh, Kyle Fuller actually 29th right now in PFF rankings. <laughs> Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson fourth. And you know who number one is? Who's Pinger? that? Do you have a guess? Jairi. No, it's it's Jai, yeah, it's Jair Alexander right now. <laughs> so Fraudulent. not surprised to hear that one bit. Not surprised to hear that one bit. Um, Remy, I do not see a Vikings player on this list, and uh, Justin Coleman's <laughs> on there for the Lions, but he only played one game, so and half of the half of game at that, so that doesn't really count. So, um, but man, wait, just call me on to... my bullshit, there, Big Z. <laughs> I just I had to correct the record for listeners, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how the hell PFF grades, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you don't let up a reception, you have an interception. I'm I'm pretty sure it's that's that's all you can ask for. But go on. <laughs> um like i right. said no respect we get no respect i said he's given up six receptions on 15 targets towards him quit calling me out dude <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so let's go around um and give our prediction so barney uh what do you got in this game uh this game could go anyway uh i don't think it's as ugly i think i think it's it's gonna test us uh, i think we're gonna have to put points up to to win this game um i think both teams go over the 20 mark i'd say i'd say bears win 27 24 all right i'm gonna go 31 28 falcons uh, uh just because they're at home uh, it will be a high scoring game this could be easily be three point way the other way but i, I have the falcons pulling it out kinger yeah, I got 31-24 Falcons as well. I think the Falcons offense is going to be too much for the Bears defense. Remy. Uh, I got uh, 28-24 Falcons. Falcons are heated after last game. Um, they've studied the onside kick, and um, <laughs> Mitch will continue to be Mitch for three quarters, and we'll see where that leads you. Let's, let's go back to – I got two things. That onside kick was the – like that was the worst that was the worst performance from a receiving team I've ever seen. Like they could have jumped on the ball, you know, oh, yeah. before it got yeah. to the ten yards and they just like five let, yards. Yeah. It was crazy. They just like let it walk in. I mean, that was just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but you know, kudos to Dallas for doing that. But but fellas, 
you know what? The bo- all three of your guys' predictions right there just gave me conviction. Um, because, you know, last time you guys all went three against me, well, we all know what happened week one. So, um, <laughs> you know, all thank right. you for that. Thank you for that vote of confidence. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on now to the next game that we want to preview, and that is um, Tennessee Titans going to Minnesota. So Minnesota hosting the Titans. This is also a noon game. Remy, how you feeling, man? Uh, all these injuries piling up. Anthony Barr out for the year. Um, a, a Tennessee Titans team that's really tough uh, against the run. Uh, we saw them give up a lot of running yards against Jonathan Taylor last week. Um, do you expect them to sell out for the run in this game? Yeah, uh, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you have to stop Derrick Henry first and foremost. Um, but I mean, all-time record: Vikings nine and four against the Titans, seven and one at home. Which I mean, this year home games don't really mean anything, at least in Minnesota. Um, I mean, it's week two, and we're zero and two. Viking fans, as down as I may see, get sometimes, don't give up because last season, week five, we were two and two. Um, there's already Trevor Lawrence uh, photoshopped Vikings jerseys. <laughs> where uh, there's already tank for Trevor hashtags. Please stop what you're doing and just set your phone down and just keep keep believing because this is a team that just faces adversity every year. Whether Teddy goes down with his knee or Ape Adrian Peterson getting suspended, Mike Zimmer has. Played through. Mike Zimmer has had eye surgery midway through the season, and is coached with an eye patch. Uh, Minnesota has always faced adversity, and there's just there's no excuses. Um, but no Tennessee, you got to stop the run game. Uh, you're, you're you got to get to the quarterback. These D linemen with Daniel and Mike Michael Pierce out is just it's it's rough, and guys need to start stepping up. Um, no, and then your linebacker gets hurt with Anthony Barr, the play caller on the defense. You. You got to step up, and these corners are getting eaten alive. I believe Jeff Gladney had eight targets, and all of his eight targets uh, are thrown at where he had eight catches on him, and he is just bad. So he's he's got to pick it up. These young corners, as we've seen also with Mike Hughes getting hurt, they've got to step up. When their number is called, they got to go make a play. Um, also, a little disappointed with how our safeties are Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. You got. Two of the top five safeties, yes, two of the top five safeties in the league on the same team. I said it. I'll take the grill and the heat later. How They've got to be better over the top, and I thought that they would come out at least helping that with Green Bay. Nope. And then they can't stop the run. So, uh, Minnesota fans, we got to win this game, and I'm sick of seeing the tank for Trevor. <laughs> Um, you know, I was listening to another podcast uh, from Warren Sharp earlier uh, today, actually, and he mentioned that the Vikings are bottom five right now in play action passes, which is kind of shocking. Very um, shocking. That's Kirk's forte. Uh, Matt, exactly. Matt I'm, forte, I'm confused. What What is going on? Like so it, it, The defense is ravaged by injuries, but this is something they control and they're not doing it. It doesn't make any sense. Kirk's not getting the ball out quick. He's 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 not seeing the open receiver. Um he had Irv Smith wide open in the end zone last season, but he was so focused when he's in the red zone on Kyle Rudolph that he just threw it out of bounds. He might have hit the crossbar. He just threw it out of bounds. Um, Kirk is one of the best in play action, <clears throat> especially when he rolls out. And 
it's it's just not there. It, they're not biting it, and they're just being defended. And guys like Justin Jefferson now ha- have to step up and take the pressure off of Thielen because I believe a good reason why that worked so well was because of Stefan Diggs last year. You got to step up, fill that gap. Justin Jefferson should be wide receiver two from going out. Ola B.C. Johnson has no business being on wide receiver two. And that's my take on that. Vikings win 17-14, low-scoring game. Ooh. Kirk, prove me wrong. All right. All right. Uh, Barney, what do, you, what do you feel in this game? Dude, when you look at these two teams, I mean, they're built very similar. Uh, they have, like, a decent quarterback. Uh, they pound the run, and they live by play action. Um, both teams do that usually very well. Um, on defense, before all the injuries, they looked like both very good defenses to start the year. So, really, it's just going to come down to who I think can can dictate the tempo with the, with the run. And... Um, I'm gonna with the with the injuries and the corners. I think uh, I'm gonna give the edge here to Tennessee. Uh, I think it'll be a low scoring game just because I think they'll, uh, you know, th- there'll be a lot of running, uh, especially if it's successful on both sides. Um, but you know, with those rookie corners, um, I know is AJ Brown out. Uh, I think that might have been an injury uh, that happened. But yeah, regardless, yeah, like out. with. Corey Davis is uh has you know uh really played like he's trying to get that next contract and stay in the league here. Uh, yeah, he's much much better lately. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a, a thin edge here to Tennessee. Just a really good defense, complete defense, and uh, if as long as they can run the ball and uh, and be able to um, you know have that play action working, uh, which I think they will. Uh, Tennessee should should probably have the victory here. Well, uh, what what score do you have? Uh, let's say twenty four thirteen Tennessee. Well, all right, a dominant performance. All right, Kinger, how you feeling? This was a game that I have bounced back and forth on all day, to be honest, because I it's so hard for me. Minnesota as a two point underdog at home, you know. They still, to me, feel like a better, they're a better team than what they've showed this season. Um, Tennessee overall has been unimpressive, um, but I think their formula sets up well against Minnesota. Barney already mentioned it. You know, They both love to run the play action. Tannehill's been elite as a play action quarterback, top of the uh, NFL in regards to uh, overall stats in that category the last couple of years. Um, the Vikings loaded the box week once, uh, week one against Green Bay and got torched. Uh, they're going to have to do that again versus Derrick Henry. Uh, I like the Titans to win this game, twenty three seventeen. All right, and I also like. Um, it's crazy. The whole NFC North is getting no respect this week. Everybody's an underdog uh, this week. All of us. So uh, you know, take that at what you will. But uh, I, I do like this matchup for the Titans against the Vikings. Maybe if the Vikings are at full health, I'd love them, but uh, they are definitely far from it at this point, and it's hard n- not to pick the Titans in this one. So I'm going to go with them, um, 23 to 14. Uh, that's that's how I feel. No love. So, sorry, the Vi- sorry, the Vikings, or the, the Titans have like 10 guys out. That's fine. <laughs> go look at that injury report. 
All right, man. Uh, but I, <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think the Titans' offense is clicking much, much better right now than the the Vikings. So can argue. It, so out, outside of their respective teams, we've got the whole podcast against the Bears and the Vikings this week. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Z- Kinger. We're coming for you too. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the third game of the weekend, and that's. Uh, my Detroit Lions going to Arizona, five and a half point underdogs against this. This Arizona team is cooking right now. They're two and zero. Kyler Murray is uh, an early MVP candidate the way he's been playing right now, running and passing all over the place. Uh, man, it, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, the Lions are getting Kenny Galladay back. That's a huge plus. But then they have Patrick Peterson to match up with him. Um, last year, uh, this is kind of like a revenge game for the Lions where. It's hard to say revenge because it was a tie, but they were up twenty-four to six going in the fourth quarter last year and ended up with a tie. It was very, embar- very embarrassing. Uh, it when I would, I would argue that loss to the Bears felt better than a tie to the Cardinals. I hate a tie. There's nothing worse than a tie. Uh, it's just so just an empty feeling. Um, but the Lions in this game are going to have their hands absolutely full. This is where a guy like Jamie Collins. This is why you sign him. The Lions are most likely, I believe, going to rush three passers most of this game and use Jamie Collins as a spy on Kyler Murray. Um, but, you know, the, the Cardinals have ways to um, counteract that. They've been doing a lot of this fake run to the left, and Kyler Murray spins out and runs to the right out in the open pocket. So he has the option to run, or he throws it for 40 yards down the field. And he's been throwing it with a tremendous amount of accuracy, and that's why they signed a guy like DeAndre Hopkins they have speed with Andy Isabella. Larry Fitzgerald is still playing at a high level. Um, they still have Christian Kirk, and the Lions' de- defensive backs are depleted. This is this is going to be rough, and that doesn't even include the fact that they have to stop the. They have to prove they can stop the run at some point. Kenyon Drake hasn't done much this year, um, but he's definitely capable. This Cardinals offensive line is arguably the worst they'll see, but um, at least from a run game perspective, I think it's a little worse than the Bears actually, but. Um, it doesn't matter because the pass game. I'm saying the Cardinals' offense line is worse than the Bears, Barney. So small compliment, I guess, if you will, from me there. Uh, that the Bears aren't the worst offense line in the league. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, it's all about how the Lions' defense performs in this game because I, I think the Lions' de- offense is going to get about 24 to 30 points in this game. They proved they could do it last year. This is roughly the same Cardinals defense with Isaiah Simmons thrown in, although Isaiah Simmons got benched last week, their first-round draft pick. Um, so he hasn't been much of a factor for them yet. But it, it's all about stopping Kyler Murray and stopping the game on the ground, and then we'll see what happens in the air. But, you know, I've been I've been picking the Lions to win the last two weeks. It hasn't been working. So I, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go 28-24 uh, Cardinals in this one. Wow. I had to Abandoned do it. I have, shit. I'm ho- Abandoned I'm hoping, shit. I'm hoping for reversed karma here. I really am. But I have the Lions covering the five-and-a-half-point spread for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, I Until they can prove they can stop the run, I can't pick them to win. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it, it, I mean, you're thinking. And they're going against the best running quarterback in the NFL this year. You're, you're thinking with your head there, and it's the first time you've you've done that all season. So I just want to congratulate you. Uh, <laughs> I would have been right week one if they uh, <laughs> caught a touchdown pass. Uh, uh, I, but I think you're right. Uh, that offense in Arizona seems uh, pretty tough to beat right now. 
Um, and like you, like you said, especially a couple in the injuries, uh, I just think the talent difference from the, from the, uh, Arizona offense to the Detroit defense is just uh, a massive gap. Um, I do expect there to be a lot of points though. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, that, that overs close. I think they'll come pretty close to that, to that line 55. there. Uh, it's a high one. You say 55. 35 yeah highest of the weekend so um yeah i i just i don't see uh arizona slowing down on offense and quite frankly i don't think uh stafford uh will have a bad day or not with uh especially with future bear kenny galladay uh coming back <laughs> um but i just don't think they'll score enough um so i'm gonna say in a high scoring game 34 27 uh arizona all right. Uh, Remy, what do you feel in this one? I want the Lions to win, Big Z. I really do. Me too, Me too man. Me too. But I got the Cardinals putting up points. Like I said, Kyler Murray, <laughs> if you took him before the season started at MVP, plus 2,500. Now into week two, he's like plus 1,200. And I'm taking that bet, and I that MVP can't let up. So I'm going to say it's got to be 2010 Arizona. 20 to 10. All right. No, no faith in my Lions' offense, man. Man, all right. I, 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 I don't see them only getting ten points out of this one personally. But uh, Kinger, go. This is not the matchup that the Lions want. I don't think right now, coming off that schlacking to Green Bay last week, um, with one of the most electric offenses in the NFL right now, another superstar receiver with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, offenses that offense that's vibing versus a very lowly Lions defense right now, 31-20 Arizona at home. All right, uh, <laughs> the trend continues. Right. Yep. Yeah, well, the I, I I didn't pick my own team, so <laughs> and and King. Oh yeah, I got it. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess this one was unanimous here, but but uh, Kinger, you said you said a pretty blowout score here. I just want to talk about that line. Like, I think Matt Stafford is one of those quarterbacks that you just can't, you know, take the other team first, uh, especially if he's got a decent, you know, offense uh, in terms of injuries and personnel that's out there. Um, I mean, it a team can be up 10, 12, whatever, and, you know, garbage time type, four minutes mm-hmm. left. Uh, Matt Stafford is just one of those guys like Aaron Rodgers that really just needs about 35 seconds to get in the scoring position. So uh, we both said, you know, pretty big. uh, I guess all of us said pretty big uh, deficits there. But I I, 28, 24. I I can't take. Well, I'm not counting you. But (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I mean, Stafford, I just wanted to say, like, he's he's one of those guys that just pulls backdoor covers out like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That well, especially this year, if the defense keeps playing the way they they're playing, the the one thing I will say about Stafford that's really frustrating me is, um, and Kinger, you saw it in the game last week, uh, where he's he's holding on the ball for inexplicably long periods of time. Nobody's open. He's not throwing it away. Uh, we saw it last week. It cost them, um, where where they're at their own five yard line, and he held on to it like at the half yard line. Luckily, it didn't count as a safety, but it it cost them. So uh, he did it against the Bears game too. Barney took that sack that took him out of uh, that took him from a forty-yard field goal to a fifty-five-yard field goal. Then they end up missing it, and then give Bears great field position. Right. So I'm hoping this is preseason jitters. He missed the last eight games last year, and he's improved. 
But let's move on to the final game of uh, the NFC North weekend. That is Sunday night. Kinger, the Packers in a big game uh, going to New Orleans. Three and a half point underdogs. And the over-under is 52 and a half. How are you feeling about this game, Kinger? Gentlemen, let me tell you, I'm excited for this one. Uh, this is one that I've had. This is a game that's been circled on my calendar for a while. Um, briefly mentioned last week, was really looking forward to Rodgers going into a pack Superdome versus Breeze. Um, no, sta- no fans in the stands will make things a little different. But uh, heading into the season, um, I'll be honest, this was a game that uh, really I was going to, you know, had some questions around my confidence in Green Bay's ability to go down there and win in New Orleans. Uh, but let me tell you, after these first couple weeks and, and watching New Orleans play a little bit of football, uh, that is not the case anymore. And I'm actually, um, you know, really excited and think that Green Bay has a good chance to go into New Orleans again and put on a, another good performance. Um, you know, just to start, Green Bay is, you know, leading the league offensively right now in offensive points and, and total yards. Um, the Saints defense has been, uh, you know, Average so far, they've 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 been able to get to the quarterback and produce some sacks as well as a couple interceptions, but overall have not been um, you know a, a dominant defense by any means so far. So um, you know nobody's really proven thus far that they've you know been able to stop Green Bay. Granted, you know we haven't really seen two of what we'd call elite defenses in the NFL right now with the Vikings and the Lions, um, but. Uh, you know, regardless, they've looked great. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch Rodgers again, hopefully go to work. I expect a high scoring game. Um, and it's just going to come down to uh, really what we can do on the defensive side of the ball, as always. Uh, Michael Thomas missed practice. Well, actually, I don't think the Saints practiced today. Um, I think, you know, they had a release and injury report per the NFL um, but I don't think they actually practiced today, but he was listed as out as a non-participant. They're not sure if he's going to be able to go on Sunday. Who is it? Michael Thomas. Yeah. So, um, you know, right now. That's a big one. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, Green Bay's corners have been their, the strength of their defense, you know, thus far this year. Um, both Jair and Kevin King have had outstanding seasons thus far. Um, so you really got to give the, the matchup on the outside, the, the matchup edge to Green Bay in that case, right? Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, their big free agent signing has been very quiet thus far this year um, with no Michael Thomas. So really where I think it's going to come down to is, is going to be New Orleans' ability to run the ball. Green Bay's defense has been a little shaky with that this year. No Kenny Clark still. Um, Kamara scares me. Uh, you know, he only 16 rushing yards week one, um, bounced back last week with, I think 90 on the ground and then another nine catches for a bunch of yards as well. So if Kamara gets going, um, you know, the saints definitely can, can move the ball. Uh, so we just got to, we'll see if we're able to step up and really prevent him. Cause I think he's the matchup breeze arm strength's been a question averaging four and a half yards or something like that yeah. per throw. Uh, so it's, I think Green Bay is going to really want to load the box, allow our guys to be, you know, be one-on-one on the outside and make Breeze beat us. So, uh, I'm very excited about this high scoring game as well. I do think Green Bay as an underdog, you got to love that, uh, it, to cover the three. I got Green Bay winning 31, 28. Yeah. And it, you got to love the, the way Drew Brees is playing right now. He's the 32nd out of 38, uh, qualifying quarterbacks in PFF grade. That's, that's bad. And Aaron Rodgers is number one. That's a huge difference in the most important position on the the football field going into this game. And Michael Thomas is not playing. That's a huge plus uh, for De- Green Bay. Definitely. I mean, and I mean, they, the Saints obviously uh, have Lattimore, and if they don't have, and Janoris Jenkins is is a good number two corner as well. He had a pick six week one versus Brady. Uh, but you know, with no uh, 
no Devontae, that's that's obviously going to hurt the Packers offense. And, you know, ha- having some of these other guys step up versus, you know, probably the best cornerback duo, the, definitely the best cornerback duo that we faced thus far this season, it's going to be a new challenge. Yeah, for sure. Barney, how do you feel about the Packers on Sunday night? You going to give them any love? Uh, you know, I'd say things are, are kind of shaping out for them uh, with the slow start that New Orleans had and laying a dud on Monday Night Football. Um, and then, you know, like just – one of the loudest arenas in the entire world, uh, the Superdome, you know, had not have any fans. I mean, that that's got to only help, right? But um, you know, there's all about good teams uh, like New Orleans, and I would say the same thing about like Green Bay. Had they lost last week, when you get punched in the mouth early on in the season, um, elite teams they they rare they rarely lose two in a row. Now, with that being said. When they're lining up toe-to-toe, it's very even. I would almost say I like Green Bay uh, just a little bit more. But, um, you know, I'm just going to go with uh, a a very tight game. Could be the person that has the ball last. Uh, But I'm going to give New Orleans uh, an edging out by a field goal. Um, I'm going to say 27, you know, 24. All right. Remy. These are the absolute top two teams that I hate the most in football (laughs) with the Packers number one and the Saints number two for obvious reasons. And I mean, as much as I, I, I don't bet, I don't bet on the Packers. I don't root for the Packers. I don't bet on the Saints. I don't root for the Saints. That being said, we talked about it earlier. Ties are no fun. This game's going to end in one 34, 34, and there's going to be a little <laughs> tiny blemish in that 2-0-1 record, and it's going to be hilarious. The first tie <laughs> call-out of the year. I love it. You should actually go look up what the odds are to bet on a tie for that game, Remy, and do it. Just If you're throwing that out there, you got to hey, do it. Hot take Remy has been very, very hot with the betting very game. Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, and then I'll... Uh, my feelings on this game, I, 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 if Michael Thomas is playing, it that might change it. But what I saw from the Saints last week against the Raiders offense that I thought was just maybe slightly above mediocre, if Derek Carr can carve up that Saints defense, I feel really good about what the Packers defense is, or offense is going to do against the Saints this week. So I like the Packers to win this one. Um, I have it 34-25. to 20, uh, Five thirty four twenty five is my score for this game. So I I I I think the Packers match up really well. In addition to the fact the Packers always get the calls, and the Saints are leading the NFL right now in penalties. So yeah, wow. how many penalties did they have? Throwing that in there, like hundred and twenty three yards worth of penalties. That's nuts. Yeah, they have twenty two accepted penalties on the year. The Saints for over two hundred fifty oh yards. I think it, it might be a little higher than that, but that's just off the top of my head. Uh, but it, they definitely are leading the league. <laughs> Hey, you gotta you gotta keep so. the franchise in a small market like Green Bay, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so time for the final segment, gentlemen and listeners, um, and that that's our, our more fun one, if you will, and it's been going pretty well for everybody. Uh, and that's our best bets. So our three best bets for Week Three of the NFL season. This is we are recording this on Wednesday night, and we'll be posting before the Thursday night game. That is uh, eligible for this this week. But let's go around. Um, I'll start with you, Kinger, uh, just on top left of my screen here. Uh, what, what are your three best bets for the weekend? 
Oh, and uh, wait, uh, be, wait, before we start, Barney, do you want to give a, a recap uh, on the standing so far? Yeah. Uh, so right now, uh, Kinger and I are sharing the lead with first, and then uh, you guys, uh, Remy and and Big Z, you guys are tied uh, for, um, I'll say second and be kind. <laughs> yeah, I'm only one behind you, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but golf wouldn't call it's it a, It's a matter of how you twist the words around, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kinger, let's start with you, man. This was a tough week of line, fellas. I, alliance, fellas. This was um, – I, I think we're going to have some good – we got some good matchups this week, and there's a lot of games to look forward to. So um, I'm going to start. Barney actually was trying to talk me out of this earlier, but I'm still pretty confident, especially with just how porous Detroit's defense is. I like Arizona at home to keep the momentum going, minus five and a half. Um, again, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Detroit's going to be able to slow down that offense. So I'm going to take them at home. Um, the other, I'm going to take another NFC North game as well. I like the over in the bears Falcons game. Um, I normally am not a Mitch believer, but with again, how banged up that Falcons defense is, this has got to be his week. They've even got him as a fantasy starter this week. I'm seeing that. And that's when, you know, the opposing defense isn't any good. So I'm going to take the over in that game, expect a lot of points, and then the final game, it's going to seem like I'm a hater again, but again, traveling east off a team that's looked excellent so far with one of the best quarterbacks in the league to date this season. Uh, I like the Bills at home, minus two versus the Rams. I like Josh Allen to keep rolling. That'll be a good one, the Bills-Rams. That'll be a really good one. Uh, those two teams are on fire right now to start the year. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Barney for Barney's best bets. Uh, kind of like you, Kinger, I, I'm expecting a lot of good games. I – I looked at these lines right now, and I'm licking my chops uh, with quite a few of them. So what that tells me is it's a red flag, and uh, <laughs> this might be my worst week ever. <laughs> but uh, so because of that, I'm I'm only gonna take one um, one spread here, uh, and that's I think with the injuries with Atlanta, I think four points is a lot to give up, uh, and so I'm taking Chicago at Atlanta plus four. Uh, the next game I have is that uh, Rams Buffalo uh, t- game. I'm gonna take the under 47. I think uh, the Rams got a good offense rolling. Uh, looks like McVay is more the 2018 McVay than uh, um, than what happened last year. Mm-hmm. However, D- Buffalo is just stout and they're disciplined. Um, I think Aaron Donald does enough on the Rams defensive side to make him uncomfortable. So I I, I think this is just going to be a low scoring game. Uh, so I'm going with the under 47 there. And uh, same thing with with Tampa Bay and and Denver. I'm going the under 43 and a half. Uh, I love I love low number uh, unders, uh, especially this one. I think um, you know with Denver uh, with Drew Locke out. Uh, you know, they got Jeff Driscoll in there who did all right, you know, coming in last game. But um They just signed Blake Bortles. And they yeah, they just they, yeah. they just signed the boat. Um, but you know, it's at Denver too, so I really don't expect teams usually don't play well at Denver, uh, and they don't put up a lot of points uh because of that altitude adjustment, or at least like that's usually the biggest storyline whenever a team goes there. So um, I'm just expecting a low-scoring game, something like you know, twenty to seventeen. So the under at forty-three and a half, Tampa Bay, Denver. All right, interesting, interesting stuff. Let's go to Remy now. Remy, what do you got? 
So I got, for whatever reason, my second favorite team out of no reason. I got the Bengals over Philly plus five. Um, I also like that Ram game too, but uh, I got to give the edge to the Rams at plus two. And then uh, my final game is that Tampa Bay Bronco game, except TB12 is coming in hot looking for a dub. So uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay at minus six. All right. Tom Brady struggles in Denver. Don't forget that. He That's just like one kryptonite new, kind of place. New era, new team, who dis? <laughs> All right. Um, so I was really tempted to go with the Cowboys, but I'm going to switch it uh, at the last second. Uh, I just before I wanted to confirm. So uh, 10% or 25% of the bets are on the Cowboys, but 90% of the money is on the Cowboys. So I'm going to stay away from that. I don't like that. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Packers three and a half. Um, on the Sunday night game, I like the Chiefs also three and a half this weekend. Anytime the Chiefs are underdogs, at three and a, like more than a field goal, I'm going to take that uh, for sure. And a, that's probably a field goal game when you come to think of it. And then um, I I like I like my confidence in the score uh, that I predicted earlier. Uh, so I'm going to go with the the Lions at five and a half points. I I think they keep it close. They play the Cardinals tight every time they've played them. Um, and last year they they figured out Kyler Murray for three quarters and then let him loose in the fourth quarter for, but uh, I I think Matt Patricia has a plan to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket and I think that's going to keep the game nice and close. So those are best bets for Week Three in the NFL weekend. If you've been taking them here, uh, you've been making money. Uh, so well, keep, on, keep on Barney and my picks, not on not on your guys' picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about overall, overall, you know. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us um, here in our week three preview. Uh, this is The Pylon, an NFC North podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at The Pylon. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. We really appreciate it. We've got a lot of reviews and ratings, so just keep it coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. And if, you know, in the review, just give us feedback if you want. I don't, I don't care. We can take it. <laughs> um we encourage it, definitely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or just, you know, send us a message on Instagram. And, and, and well. if the game goes sour in Minnesota, you know, just, just shoot shoot Remy some love. He's having a dark start to the year. <laughs> <laughs> keep believing. <laughs> or there should I go. say keep I like feeling? There you go. boy. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great weekend.